Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Support for this podcast and the following message is brought to you by E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, our tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Plus, you'll get access to a wide range of support to help you plan for the long term. Learn more at etrade.com slash vox. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC member SIPC. E-Trade is a business of Morgan Stanley. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is going on, y'all? We are back. Another edition of No Bets Barred. This time, UFC Austin. Promotion returns to the Lone Star State for the main event of Benil Dariush taking on Armin Sarukin. Fantastic fight. Uh, There's a lot of great fights on the main card. I am very excited for this. 4 p.m. start, too. We're getting a crowd. We're getting a great main card. A good card overall. And it starts at 4 p.m. Can you ask for anything better, Jed? I mean, let's just get into this right at the top. I got two things I want to talk to you about this week. We'll get into one of those coming up. Here's the problem with the 4 p.m., Connor, because oh, there's wow. one big problem with oh, 4 p.m. This week, of course there is. And it's it's this week. So Cause, cause right. I, w- I got to be honest, as much as I would love to watch Veronica Hardy take on Jamie Lynn Horth or, you know, Ihor Potieria take on Rodolfo Bellato. I mean, we all want those fights. We've been waiting for those fights. For years. You, you and I got some business right around yeah. 4 o'clock on Saturday. So here's the thing. I'm a two-TV guy. Always been a two-TV guy. Also, parlay that with for serious games, for big games. If I'm not going to be in attendance, my ass needs to be on my couch or a very close friend's couch uh, with, you know, as much streamlining as possible. I cannot, for a game of this magnitude, I cannot be out at a bar, can't be dealing with the bullshit, like no sound. Oh, can we get that, can we get that TV changed to CBS? Like, you guys mind changing that for us? Like, I'll appreciate it. The $10 drinks, everything. I need to be in my own environment. I need to be in control. So the way I'm going to be doing it on Saturday, big screen, obviously full blast, sound bar, SEC championship game for sure. Small side TV, completely muted. We'll be glancing over every once in a while to keep tabs on the UFC Austin card. The good news is, we were just saying before we got on, main card's beautiful. Top four fights are unbelievable. Cannot wait for them. Prelims? You know, prelims aren't that great. So, like, by the time the main card is starting, like, we'll be in the later stages of... The Georgia game. And by the time we're getting to the final four, Georgia game will be over and hopefully we will be the SEC champions. I mean, God willing, I would just be terrific. And, you know, not even 
I could selfishly say that I want it for us, Connor, and I do. We, we want it. We want Georgia to, you know, back to back to back. It's just, it's just what we want. But I'm really more thinking about the selection committee because if, you know, heaven forbid, knock on wood, Bama beats us, the selection committee is going to have a really tough time on Sunday. Oh, I think we're out. To, well, I think we're out. I think we're out. But but what do you do with Bama and Texas? They're going to have too many hard choices to make. I want to save them all of that. With, with the dogs just getting another W, 50 in a row or whatever obscene number we're at, I honestly can't believe the, the stats that we've started to pile up. Uh, so let's just let's do that, Connor. Why don't we do that, you know? Why don't we yeah, get that dub, I mean, then cash some tickets. Be great. You you mentioned it. Uh, it's just that easy. Win in your end. I mean, let's just let's just do that. Because if we don't win, if if you're unfamiliar with the scenario, if you're strictly an MMA fan, uh, we won't spend too much time on this. Just just a a brief minute here at the beginning of the show. The number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs will be taking on out the Alabama Crimson Tide, uh, who we will find out their ranking this evening, probably around seven. But I with think I saw win, them at eight. With a win, they will be in the college football playoff. That is that is undoubtedly uh, a sure thing for them if they can knock off the top team. I am Four. not a hundred percent. Oh, okay, man. the only way that they that they get left out, in my opinion, is if you have thirteen and zero, Michigan, Washington, Florida State, and then they Correct. do the right thing, which in my opinion is the right thing. Put, put twelve and one Texas over them. I mean, why do you play the games if they're going to go to Tuscaloosa and they're going to beat Alabama in Alabama, and then when they're both twelve and one conference champions, you're going to put in Texas over them? That's nonsensical. On the flip side of that. Are they really going to leave out the SEC? That I seems think they like will. It, I think they, like it, it I makes think they have to. Because if they don't, it it is such a bad look for them. Like, I agree. To, to be like, hey, actually, this doesn't matter. This is really just a cash grab. And sorry that you won your game too early in the season. Should have taken that loss, you know, back in September instead of doing it. It's uh, can't do it. So, right. Because they make this argument of like when you lose, it's just like, why do you play the game then? Because you have to go twelve and one to be in the argument. So, like, I mean, if they had lost that Bama game, they would be out for sure. It's just like I don't know. Sometimes it can get nonsensical. But man, yeah, leaving leaving out the SEC. But, he, but then they make the argument: best four teams. FSU lost their quarterback. Are they really one of the best four teams now? I'm I'm here for that argument, but it does. You can't. You just can't do. It. If you leave out undefeated right. FSU, yeah, uh, right. I agree. The state of Florida may may start an insurgency. I mean, I thought they'd been fraudulent all year. Then they lose Jordan Travis. Now I really think they're fraudulent. I I bet Florida plus two hundred. Thought I was going to get there. Blue twelve spicy nothing for late. a minute. Look, Look spicy. spicy. I, mean, I mean, maybe they just lose to Louisville. Uh, but that yes. is very much in play. Uh, oh, very much, especially Louisville coming off a loss. Like, I mean, we just saw Auburn was come off a horrific loss to New Mexico State and then mm-hmm. literally choke it in the last 40 seconds to Alabama. So uh, Louisville is very lost. They've been trying to choke it. I mostly, I just want us to take care of business. And what I want, Connor, is I want you and I to have a show, you know, come January, we're talking about whatever the fight night card is, and we're talking about the Natty, us versus Michigan. I think we're the two best teams in the country. And I, I want to settle up. We were supposed to settle up last year. Michigan did not handle business. Uh, and so instead we got, you know, just a squash match natty. I want Michigan. But first we got to beat Bama. And then we got to beat this fight night card. 
Yeah, Saturday, four o'clock. I mean, I mean, things get serious at on Saturday at four o'clock. You know, all year we've been massive favorites. I've I've never really been concerned. Uh, Auburn game live bet them when they were plus money. Uh, South Carolina game at at halftime live bet them minus one forty. Always had faith. Bama, Bama's uh, kind of been the kryptonite. Uh, you're always worried when you see those damn old-fashioned ass, boring ass Crimson Tide uniforms lining up across. Particularly because they are touched by God. Like how yeah, they didn't lose is just insane. It's it's absolutely insane. That um, is that's the most like walking in the light moment I've seen. I was watching with buddies and we couldn't believe that game. So like, how is Auburn doing this? Like, how are they doing this? Couldn't believe it. Uh, The good news for us is all we got to worry about is that. Don't got to worry about X beating X and Y beating X and X beating Y. Just got to focus on the team right in front of us. Just got to handle business on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to get real serious. It's going to get real nervy. It's... uh, yeah, because it's it's not like uh, 2021 where we lost, we were still in. This this is looking like the season. And if we don't win, we're in a fucking New Year's Six. Bless my heart if that happens. Look, because like you said, the amount of wins that we have, the records that we are setting is just absolutely mind-boggling. 30 straight games or whatever it is, we're going for three in a row. You just got to keep it perspective. It can be going like that. It can be gone like that. Look at Clemson. Talk to a Clemson fan after the 2018 season and be like, hey, man, We're how you be feeling? Good forever. We're going to be good forever. Now they're like seven and five. And they're talking about Dabo potentially leaving. Like, can go quick. Can go quick. Um, yeah, but this is not a college football podcast. This, this, this is, week it uh, can be. Even though yeah. this, like we said, this is a hell of a fight, call, uh, fight night. Call. I, I, I could talk about the scenarios that, that could come into play on, on Saturday. Uh, for hours because it is. Yeah, it's, do you want to talk about Wellington Terman? Truly fascinating. But instead, I do want to talk about Wellington Terman taking on the returning Jared Gooden uh, in his second stint in the UFC. Uh, so we will do just that. Uh, PFL, before we jump to that, PFL, rumors circling that it was your best week of the year. It was. Uh, I. This, this is so dumb. Like, gambling is so, so stupid. We went into that show last week, and we were just like, hey, man, uh, we're going to keep it tight. And, you know, I think it was like a 35-minute episode. Yeah, just going to shoot the breeze, have some fun, just fire from the hip. Did no research. Wiki capped the whole thing. At one point, you correctly informed me that I misread Chris Wade versus which, which fight Chris Wade had won against Bubba Jenkins. It's like, well, the bet's already in. That bet ends up that bet ends up pushing because the the fight gets scrapped, so that bet's just a no bet. And then I up over ten units. <laughs> That's just just hit almost everything. <laughs> it was just the stupidest, Incredible. silliest, the least amount of work I've put into a card this entire year. Easily my best showing. That's the way it goes. This is a very dumb game, and because it's dumb, Connor, I decided I'm going to roll this heater. I've done no prep here. Done wow. zero. I'm firing from the hip back to back weeks because I love it. you know I can't wait to hear what you got. why not? I, this I is all vibes. Everything is like, I don't know. I think that dude's gonna win, and that's gonna be my breakdown. So I can't I can't wait to hear what you've got this week. Uh congratulations on a massive week. Uh I had a winning week, wasn't a massive week. I'm not gonna lie, I was I mean, I was one or two very close losses away from having a massive week. Uh Pacheco gets gets the knockout. I mean, I'm we're so really close. cooking. Uh, and 
Sky Nicholson fight went into the ninth round. Had it gone all ten, um, I mean, then I'm I'm probably right there with you around also, ten units. Also, weak stoppage too. Yeah. Weak stoppage, thrown in the towel. I mean, come on. So very close, but I mean, that's just the variance in this game. Hopefully, I'll I'll have some more lucky, advantageous breaks uh, moving forward. I mean, just three more betting weeks left in the year. It's it's uh, it's looking like I'm going to finish in the green again this year. Hopefully, things don't go too bad. I'm knocking on wood. Uh, but I'm hoping I can finish with three straight winning weeks uh, to close us out of 2023. And then we're just going to start it all again in 2024. What a year it has been. Uh, and let's dive right in. UFC Austin. Talk about this main event, man. But Neil Darius, who before he lost to Charles Oliveira, was riding an eight-fight win streak. Was one win away from fighting for the lightweight title against Islam Makashev. Unfortunately, gets finished uh, in the very first round. He's now taking on Armin Sarukian, prospect who's been around the game for a minute and feels like there's just always been the belief that like one day we're going to get that rematch between him and Islam, but this time it'll be for a title. Supremely talented. Comes in as a minus 278 against Benil Darius. Darius coming back at plus 225. Fantastic fight. Am I am I wrong for thinking the 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 line is a little wide here for Benny D? Like we just saw at 280 when he fought Gamrot. Very similar skill-wise. I mean, Sarukian and Gamrot went to an absolute war. Very similar skill-wise. Prospect, incredible record. Likes to use the grappling. But you know, there you plus 220 dog there. Got it done. Yeah. Uh my vibes are saying I'm taking Benil Darius at plus 235 because I think I think this does feel wide. Look, I am super high on Armand Sarukian. I have been for a hot minute. I won't say I'm like the highest. Um, you know, Mike Heck has been preaching the gospel of Armand for years and years. Like, is, is absolutely convinced he's going to be a champion. I am very convinced Armand Sarukian is going to be a top 10 guy in this division for five, six, seven, eight years. He's going to fight for a title. And I mean, heck, he's got a great chance to win one because he is so good, but it's also lightweight. Like, I'm not going to predict anyone to be a lightweight champion other than Islam Makachev. I was pretty early on being like, yeah, that dude's going to hold the belt. It's just lightweight's just full of killers. So, but by that same token, you know who's a damn killer? Benil Darius. Darius. I mean, metal tested. Like, this dude has been through, through the fire and. Uh, you brought up the fight that, like, I guess has probably given me the vibes, and it it is the Matush Gamrot. This Gamrot and Sarukian are pretty similar fighters. Like, they're different. Um, I'd say Sarukian, I know he lost to Gamrot. I think Sarukian is a little bit higher ceiling than Gamrot does because he's still so young, and he's definitely a little bit better on the feet than Gamrot is, but he lost that fight because Gamrot could not get takedowns and was just, just got chewed up on the feet by Benny Dariush. I think... Sarukian can fare a little bit better on the feet than Gamrot did, but I think the same things are at play here. If you can't get takedowns, Benny D's going to do great. And I think at these this price, love to take a dog shot on on Benny D. Yeah, I haven't played it yet, but I am uh, I'm really considering it. Like it just like it feels like the same thing as that Gamrot fight you're giving him to me at plus two twenty. I mean, this guy, like I know he he obviously he he got knocked out in the first round against Charles Oliveira. This guy was a favorite. Favorite against Charles I Oliveira. Him. I bet him against Charles yeah. Oliveira. Yeah, like also Armin, like I know he beat Joaquin Silva. And like if you look at the stats, 
it looked like a fairly one-way traffic. He was like a minus a thousand, and that was sweat city for the kid. He got wobbled. He got wobbled pretty bad at one point. Uh, obviously, he ended up getting the win, and he got the win by finish. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just feel like this is going to be more competitive than almost minus three hundred. And like, if I'm saying that, then it feels like I got to just take the shot. Like, do I think Armin is going to win? Yeah, probably, probably going to win. But like, maybe like minus one seventy. Like that, that feels more like I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess I guess a ton of money has come in on Armin. I know he opened uh, at shorter odds uh, than this, uh, or yes, shorter odds than this. So uh, yeah, it feels like we're on the same page here. Great fight, great yeah. fight. Uh, I mean, would not mind that going all twenty-five. Would not mind it one bit. I mean, it'd be terrific. It goes all 25. Uh, interesting start. Last week, we were we had a bit of dissension. So this week, we've gotten on the same page. Probably means we're going to fail. Um, but that's all right. You know, a lot, of, a lot of fights left. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Support for this podcast and the following message is brought to you by E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, our tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Plus, you'll get access to a wide range of support to help you plan for the long term. Learn more at eTrade.com slash Vox. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC member SIPC. E-Trade is a business of Morgan Stanley. Let's keep it rolling to the co-main event of the evening. Jalen Turner coming in on short notice to take on Bobby King, Green, and right now you can have Jalen Turner from minus 218, Bobby Green coming back at plus 180. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jalen Turner. Kind of crazy that he's 13 and 7. Just feels like his record should be uh, should be much better than that. Always puts on entertaining fights. Same thing with Bobby Green. I think this is going to be going to be madness. Wouldn't be surprised if someone got finished here. Uh, I mean, Jalen Turner, when he wins, it's, it's typically by finish. Probably going to be staying away here, though. Paying over minus 200, Jalen Turner on short notice. He's got to make that cut all the way down to 155. If he's successful, uh, then, you know, I think he's probably going to get this one done. If if he struggles with the weight cut, if, if this fight gets extended, it could get kind of dicey. Um, so I think I'm just going to stay away. Just going to enjoy this one. I'm a huge Jalen Turner guy. I've been, been real high on him because the boy's got traits. Like, I, I love a man with a superpower. Like, those are the guys I'm trying to back in this game. And Jalen Turner is 
enormous. He's just the most enormous Giant. lightweight that's maybe ever been. Uh, and he's been damn good and he keeps developing. He's had a tough, tough little run, you know, like, uh, showed something against Gamron, even though he clearly lost that fight, but he kept battling through. And then Dan Hooker, I'd, I'd put that down to just being an unbelievable performance from Dan Hooker. I mean, like, t- like world class, like to eat the shots that he ate. I think he broke his arm yeah. in that fight. And to like, just keep powering through like the heart that Dan Hooker showed few guys are going to be able to replicate that. Yeah. Just absolutely unbelievable stuff. And uh, I'll be honest, I was excited to come onto this uh, event and bet against Dan Hooker against Bob and Bobby Green. I, w- I was ready to place that bet because I said after that fight, and I think that it's, I, I believe that it's true until proven wrong, which always can be. I think that's going to be the the final fight of Dan Hooker, the the guy. Like you, you see guys just leave so much themselves in the cage after a win, and Dan Hooker just took so much damage to gut through that that like. I, mean, the I head, think the head kick that he ate like puts out 99% of the dude, earth's population. Yeah, he just, he willed himself through the fire. And I think that that takes something out of you. We've seen him before. I think that was going to happen. I was ready to bet on Bobby green. Obviously this happens. I think Jalen Turner uh, is going to do great in this fight. Cause he's enormous. I think Bobby green is not a guy who's going to repeatedly wrestle him. I think this fight will be real fun. Bobby green will scrap, but he's scrapping with a much bigger man. And uh, we've seen Bobby Green get hurt. I'm taking Jalen Turner inside the distance, plus 115. Plus 115. Wow, it's plus money. Mm-hmm. That, that too is is a, is a bit tempting. That yeah. is a bit tempting. If it man. were minus, I probably would also be staying away or I'd be trying to spike. Like, is it TKO? Is it submission? Like, it's more likely if he gets a finish, it's going to be a KO because Bobby Green hadn't been submitted in like eight years or something really long. But We've seen him do the club and sub thing. Um, and she's got those super long arms. So I'm playing it a little safer and just going for Turner inside the distance. We are aware that Jalen Turner has never won via decision. That that played a, a factor in my choice. Bobby Green has been finished six times. Whew. That's tempting. That is tempting. I didn't expect that to be plus money. I'm not going to lie. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't do the diving deep there. I, I might have to. I might have to add a poke on that. I might have to add a poke on that. I love. I love talking you into stuff. With I mean, I, I mean, vibes. I mean, when the guy wins, it's exclusively by finish. He's an absolute killer. Bobby Green is tough, but like he's. I would rate Dan Hooker's ability to battle through the fire higher than Bobby Green's. Mm-hmm. Bobby Green's a little older. Bobby Green's been fighting a lot. You know. It's just, I don't mind that. This is fourth fight of the year. Four fights is that's a lot of fights. I don't mind that one bit. Let's keep it rolling. Rob Font taking on the bantamweight debuting Davison Figueredo. Uh, another just fantastic fight here. Uh, right now, Rob Font's coming in as the slight favorite. You can have him for minus one thirty-five. Figgy coming back at plus one fourteen. Um, quite a, quite a few question marks coming into this one, like surrounding how Figgy's going to look here at 135. Obviously, he's he is getting older at these lower weight classes. That doesn't typically uh, mean good things for for the aging vets uh, at the smaller weight classes. He's going to be at a size disadvantage 
which he typically did not find himself in fighting at 125. Um, on the flip side, I mean, Figgy can crack, and like we've seen Rob Font hurt several times. And also, um, Font is older than Figgy. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point by you, man. I, you know, I can't argue that. I can't Rob argue Font that. Rob Font doesn't seem, I only know this because Rob Font doesn't seem like he's old. And then every time I like look at it, it's like he's actually like in his like 36 or 37. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Aging. Yeah. I mean, it really, Maybe I said Rob all Font of that. I, I said all that just to be like, this fight's very close and I don't know who's going to win. And I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it. I love this. You're going to be picking up some more undercard action, which is great because I, I'm I'm playing a lot of the stuff here, and I'm playing Rob Font. Um, I considered Rob Font by decision because historically that has been where most of his bread has been buttered. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. All right, too many questions. I, Figgy's going to be real small in there against Rob Font. Rob's got that great jab. He's going to have the length. Figgy is explosive. Um. You know, and that's we've seen Rob kind of struggle with that in his career. I mean, basically, his losses to Cheeto and Aldo were he had more volume, but they just hit real hard and kind of landed on him and hurt him. Um, so you know, that certainly is a concern. But Figgy's coming up a weight class against a guy who's quite large, um, and very good. And I'm just staying on Rob Font here, so I'm just taking Rob Font's my guy. Yeah. Rob Fawn is my guy. Uh, had him on the watch party one time. Great guy. Cashed the uh, underdog ticket against Adrian Yanez this earlier this year. Rob Fawn is my guy. We'll be I was supporting, be supporting old old Robbie on on Saturday. That's for sure. Going to be very interesting to see Figgy at one thirty five. Yeah, I. We got to get Figgy versus Cody Garbrandt. I mean, that's that's the fight we got to have happen. One day, one day. For now, though, let's enjoy this one because it should be fun, if nothing else. Uh, let's keep going to another fun fight, Sean Brady. So many of them. I mean, this is a great one. Sean Brady is taking on Kelvin Gastelum in the return. After seven years away from welterweight division, Kelvin Gastelum back at 170. And right now he is the underdog to the once-beaten Sean Brady. Right now, Brady minus 120. Gastelum coming back at plus 100. Um you look at Gastelum's IG page. I, I have I never do this dive. It's it's a weakness in my game. I certainly didn't prep here. What's what's uh what's he's old looking Kel? nice? He's looking fit. Thirty two years young for our man training so at a fight ready. He's still uh, so young. Yeah, I mean he looks good. He looks good. Right, let's pull it up. Let's pull up the gram. Blockhead for old KG. Like Sean Brady's not a, not a knockout artist. Like. I, I feel like if he if he avoids the takedowns, if he can stuff the takedowns, he has a very large chance of winning this fight. But that's the question: Is he going to stuff the takedowns? What do you think here? Because I have thoughts. I'm going to lean. Yes, I'm going to I'm going to lean that he's going to be able to uh, to stuff the takedowns, and and I I know that everyone's like. Oh, everybody's off the Sean Brady train because of the Bilal fight. I was actually on the Sean Brady train during the Michael Chiesa fight as well, and uh, that third round got doy C. I mean, it it looked like he was just about to get finished in that third round, and, and if Kelvin Gastelum can stuff the takedowns here and use just pressure and volume, I, I really think he can give, uh, can give Sean Brady some trouble. 
Now there is that world where Sean Brady just like leveled up, like the loss caused him to level up and he just comes out here looking like a new beast, but dog odds don't mind Kelvin. I understand everything you're saying. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna follow you into this one. Um, I think you've got the right breakdown on this, obviously, if Kelvin can stuff him. And Kelvin, you know, was a wrestler, pretty decent. In uh, the way that people are getting off the Sean Brady train, and that's a, that's a real thing that's happening, uh, I'm hanging on to it just, just a little bit longer. I'm not, not, not dying on it, but I'm hanging on just a little bit longer. But mostly, I've just never been on the Kelvin train. Just never been on the Kelvin train. He is one of those dudes like him and Darren Till and there are a couple other guys who just had the ability to lose and get bigger and bigger fights despite losing. I mean, look at his resume. I pulled it up to make sure like the Chris Curtis fight had a little bit of controversy in there. It's his most recent one. It's the win. Um, everything else though, like he beat Ian Heinish and then he lost five fights. Like that. That's the run he's had. Granted, it's a middleweight, and it, a lot of really good names in there. One of those is the Israel Disney fight, one of the best fights of all time, where he was super competitive. But, like, he just hasn't been beating people enough for me to be, like, super sold. And now he's making this weight cut back, a weight class I think he should have been in the whole time, but he was, like, so adamant. I can't do it. Can't compete there. Like, it just can't make it. And now suddenly he is. That gives me some pause. Like, why – where are you at mentally that this is the change you're making when you denied for years that it was viable? I got too many questions about a guy. I don't even particularly uh, support as a fighter. He's just one of those dudes. So give me Sean Brady. I'll take, cause it's, it's almost to pick him. Got him at minus uh, one twenty. Take Sean Brady gets two. I need two takedowns, Connor. It's all I need Two takedowns. Cash this bet. I like that breakdown. I like that breakdown. It kind of feels like the inverse of what a lot of people are saying this week. I, I like that. Um, so yeah, butting heads on this one. One of us will be a winner. Um, should be another fantastic fight, man. I mean, once, once this, this is, this is the perfect plan on Saturday that we're, we're watching either Clay Guida or Joaquin Silva get their hand raised just as, just as George is hoisting the SEC championship trophy. And it's just like, all right, now we're good to lock into these last four fights. Now we're good to lock in. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be great because, I also, uh, I'm working Saturday evening because there are a couple of other events. Originally, I was going to be working on this fight card. And I was like, hey, guys, I'm going to need you to need you to check that back. I, I got to come on a little later because the Georgia game, you're like, cool. So I'll be punching in, ready to go to work uh, with that, you know, that another title in the trophy case and then ready to watch the big stuff. So it's going to be fun. Hopefully. 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 Let's keep it rolling. Knock on wood. Clay Guida back in the octagon, 62nd. Professional fight for our man, taking on Joaquin Silva, just as uh, just a sixteenth, just a a little bit of an experience uh, deficiency here for old Joaquin. But right now, he is currently the minus three hundred twenty five favorite. Clay Guida coming back at plus two sixty. Uh, this breakdown's easy for me. Clay Guida, twenty three career losses. 11 of which come by way of submission. And you're going to tell me he's fighting a black belt named Neto BJJ. That, there it is. I can confirm that is, in fact, what Joaquin Silva's name is. That's all I needed to hear. Silva by sub plus 300. Maybe a little club and sub. Does it 
concern you the walk that he doesn't have a submission in the ufc no (laughs) correct it doesn't okay you got a zig one other zag baby that's uh what's what's the warren buffett quote you have to be uh brave when others are 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 afraid and afraid when others are brave okay I love it. I love this energy. Listen, uh, man. I mean, he's got. I understand that he's got hands. I think. I think his last five fights have ended by KO. Uh, whether he wins or loses them, uh, he is down for a scrap. He's got knees too. Had a very impressive uh, flying knee knockout in the UFC as well. I'm thinking club and sub. Okay. I'm thinking he hurts old Clay. What's the price? I mean, also, he did have plus three hundred on that. He did have a nice gilly on uh, Neil Magny in a grappling tournament. Clay Guida likes to get gillied. He's 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 gotten uh, he's lost by guillotine choke about five times in his career. Um, so yeah, that's open. I like I love it. I We're breaking the curse. We're breaking the curse. I was about to say. I just for the sake of our listeners, I want to point out that um, by virtue of you betting sub prop, it's it's already it's just burn the There's ticket. No way it's hitting. The ticket's burn already the ticket. gone. If you had the ticket before listening to this, burn it because <laughs> it's get rid dead. of it. Uh, it is dead. I am going to put uh, Joaquin Silva in a parlay um, just because Clay Guida is a thousand. Joaquin Silva seems, v- seems very, to be very good at fist fighting. Um, he's athletic, man. He's quick. Athletic. I mean, like, you, I, you I feel like it. there's going to be a strong differential there. Yeah. And you mentioned it. Like he was, he was real competitive against Armand Sarukian, who I think is, you know, one of the eight best fighters in the world in his weight class. So yeah. Uh, give me Joaquin Silva in this setup as a parlay piece. I also am on fight does not go to a decision. I really do think they're going to push a heavy pace. And Silva, like I said, five straight fights, whether he's winning or losing, have ended inside the distance. Um, So that's that one. 41-year-old fighting. Gotta love it. Legend. Clay Guida. Let's finish up the main card. Puna Soriano taking on Dustin Stolzfus. This is is where the card kind of starts, you know, taking that turn. It does. Um, (laughs) Right now, Puna minus two seventy. Stoltzfus coming back at plus two twenty. Uh, tough. I was gonna say it's tough to trust Dustin Stoltzfus. Uh, I mean, one and four in the UFC, singular win over Dwight Grant. Even the Contender Series, the Joe Pfeiffer win. Like, I understand that he like he did slam him and, and break his arm, but like, not the most conventional win. Mm-hmm. Um, Puna's fought, like, fought decent competition though. Give him that. Sure, sure, sure. Puna's not like I mean he's not he's not the most trustworthy guy, but I do think he has some advantages here, especially if it stays standing. And and with Puna's wrestling base, I, I tend to agree. Or he's going to be able to have the success. Uh, I feel like Stolzfus, if if he tries to wrestle, he's he's not going to be able to make it work. And um, I think Puna will make him pay on the feet. He, he really does have serious knockout power. We've seen Stolzfus knocked out in the UFC. I, I think Puna gets this one done. I uh, agree with with Apuna getting this one done. Um, I mean, mainly, and again, I'm wiki capping this whole thing, guys. So don't don't bet your lives on this. But uh, Dustin Stolfus lost to Abus, and I'm just not sure that that's a good loss. You know, I mean, beating Abus gets you a title fight, as we all know, <laughs> uh, makes you one of the very best in the world. Losing to him probably, at least in my mind, doesn't. Uh, doesn't do that that well. So uh, you mentioned Puna's got the. Uh, we know he's got he hits real hard. Taking a shot on Puna by KO plus one twenty. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Let's keep it rolling to the prelims. 
I She's don't back. have nearly as much action here. I really don't have that much action at all this week. Uh, not my favorite card from a betting standpoint. Misha Tate taking on Julia Avila. And uh, right now, Julia, 28 months away, had a baby, has had surgery. But she is the minus 155 favorite. Misha Tate coming back at plus 130. Uh, so you tell me. 28 months away, baby, has had surgery. Tate, 17 months away, coming off a uh, not her best performance, I'd say, against old Lauren Murphy. One and four in her last five. One win coming over Marion Renault. Didn't even look that good against a retiring Marion Renault. I say all that because I'm passing. I will not be. I think... I really wanted to talk myself into a bet here just because, you know, Misha Tate, former champion, like to have some action on a fighter of that profile. But uh, particularly if I'm just trying to shoot from the hip, like I don't need to look at tape. I'm just like, I remember all of Misha Tate's fights. How did this go? Uh, I can't get there on any price for either side. I think Avila's probably going to win because Tate has looked so, so bad since returning. But Avila's been off for a lifetime and certainly wasn't as good a fighter as Tate was at their peaks. Uh, again, I think Avila's going to win, but probably shouldn't be like this big a favorite, just given the circumstances. So this is a full stay away. Uh, this is a poison fight. Don't touch poison. it. Poison. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a, not a big advocate as betting on, of betting on this one. So I did bet on it by using the over one and a half as a parlay piece. You nice. Know? Just a little action. 12 of, her, of Tate's last 13. And Avila, three of her four in the UFC over the yeah. four and a half. Tate, and honestly, Tate's real tough, like real Tate, terrible. I was going to say. Avila's not going to finish Tate early if it happens. Not going to win, not going to win. Yeah, I was going to say, Tate, the only time she went under one and a half was against Amanda Nunez. Like, we can give her a we can give her a small break there. Yeah, also, because she took a hellacious beating in that fight, too. Yeah. And was still yeah. trying. Amanda. She's still trying. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's keep it rolling. Cody Brundage taking on Zach Reese. And right now... The 6-0 debutante is a minus 218 favorite. Cody Brundage coming back at plus 180. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm using the under 2.5 as a parlay piece. Reese, 6-0, six, six up, 6 down, all first-round finishes. Brundage, 8 of his last 10 under the 2.5. Strongly think someone's going to get got here. When it comes to a side, like... I don't know. I, I don't know anything about Zach Reese. He's six and zero, and has not seen a second round. And Brundage, like he got bailed out by illegal elbows last time. Like he should be on a four fight losing streak, and he should be eight and six. So, just not really trying to trust trust either of these guys. I think this is a terrific bet from you. If I if I was doing uh, over under bets or whatever, like I would I'd absolutely have one of those. That 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 would be a piece because. Uh, Reese, I I know Reese because he's on Contender Series, and I mentioned this either in the last show or the show before last. I can't remember. Did a big write up post Contender Series, breaking down like all the prospects who got signed and sort of slotting them in categories. And I had to create a special category for Zach Reese and two other gentlemen off the show called Defense is Optional, because uh, if you watch them fight, they all offense absolutely zero interest Defense in um, protecting themselves at all times as per the referee instructions. So I think he's probably going to be Cody Brundage, who isn't very good, but this is a man who puts his chin out there. And I love uh, it. I, someone's getting got 
uh, I think Reese will do the getting, but I would not trust him with favorite money. So I love that under bet for for you. I love it. I hope it works out for me. Let's keep it rolling. Joe Selecki taking on Jakar Close uh, right now. Jakar, your favorite, minus 122. Selecki, plus 102. Um, kind of like the Rob Font figgy fight. Feels like this one's going to be very close. I mean, the odds are indicating that it's essentially a coin flip, just like the Rob Font fight. Um yeah, I just I don't know who is going to win here. That's 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 my breakdown. I mean, what an absolutely remarkable. Breakdown. I mean, I, that's what the people come here for. All the angles. That's what the people come here for. But yeah, just uh, you're not sure on this one. I uh, I would lean Joe Selecki, but like you, I'm unsure. Uh, I just I've been burnt by Dracar Close uh, betting against him uh, some previous times in his career. Yeah. I've been burnt and- by Joe Selecki betting on him. So uh, this is kind of a double down. Say, on. We, that's, sh- we shouldn't bet at all. Th- that's a lot of not good action. There. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're getting it both ways and in the teeth. So yeah. Uh, Drakkar close just kind of overachieves in spots where I don't think again, I, I would, like if I'm just picking, I'd take Joe Selecki, but I'm not going to put money down on that. Same. Sounds good to me. Let's keep it moving. Just like he got to like plus plus one forty or something. I might, I might be tempted, but. He's not that the number is not going to move that far. So, uh, let's keep it rolling to uh, there's next two fights I'm very much looking forward to. Steve Garcia taking on Melquizel Costa right now. Costa is the favorite, minus 238. Garcia coming back, plus 195. What a brawler Steve Garcia has turned into. I mean, he's he's always kind of had that KO in him, but like. In these in these last few iterations of them, it is just stand and bang. I I love it, man. I mean, he will he will go out on his shears. Seven of his last eight fights ended by KO, win or lose. Um, and I, I mean, I think he's just going to come in with the same game plan here, and I think Costa is going to oblige. Uh, and we're just going to see two dudes go at it, and someone's someone's going to get dropped. Yeah, I have nothing to add. I'm not betting this one because I could not um, remember. I know that I have watched Costa fight, but I could cannot remember the fights. And I wasn't going to watch tape. Yeah. So I'm not yeah, going to he's, he's got two UFC fights this year. Yeah. This year. I, I know because I know like I looked at his topology. I was like, oh, yeah, I've definitely watched this dude fight. I cannot tell you what happened in those fights. So Yeah. Steve with- Garcia, I can remember. Steve Garcia's got great fights, man. I'm I'm nothing if I'm not a Steve Garcia Steve fan. Steve Garcia's a uh, good little action fighter. Good Win or lose, fighter. Win or lose, he's he's there to have some fun, man. Let's keep it rolling to another guy that win or lose, we're probably gonna have some fun. Ihor Poteria taking the on duelist Adolfo Bellato. Right now, the biggest favorite on the card, Adolfo Bellato, sits at minus four ten. Ihor coming back at plus three. 20. Kind of feels like this is just going to be an Ehor fight. It's two big boys, two behemoths at uh at 205 coming in here. Probably going to get kind of hectic. Probably going to get kind of crazy. And uh someone's going to get finished probably pretty quickly as well. Um six straight fights for Ehor have not seen the third round. 19 of his 24 in his career have ended in round 1 or 2. And then Bellato on the flip side, 11 of 12. Sorry, 12 of 13 have ended in round 1 or 2. I mean, feels feels like someone's going to get finished here. 
I mean, yeah, someone's going to get finished and that person is going to be Ihor Potiera. Yeah. Look. Yeah, I don't, pro- probably. Like one, uh, this is the other leg of my two-leg parlay uh, with Joaquim Silva. Well, you know, just, just, just a little two-legger pays out 150, a little Brazilian parlay. Mostly, I would have done this on principle because I'll never forgive the duelist for beating Shogun because, like, what an insane way to end Shogun's career with that. Uh, one of the dumbest things in recent memory. And, you know, Rodolfo, Brazilian. He's got a, he has to punish this man for what he did to one of the all-time legends. I think he's going to step up. He's going to answer the call. He's going to send Ehor to the land of winds and ghosts and avenge the great Shogun. Okay, I like this. This is the Brazilian revenge fight right here. It's right here. I would Love. exclusively match Ehor up against Brazilians if I were the UFC. Just let everybody just work his ass for what he did to Shogun, how he sent Shogun out, out of the game. Or what if Ehor is the 205 Brazilian slayer? Well, I him mean, and, him and Dolby cut from the same cloth. Then that, then we got a whole separate section of things. Then you got to book him and Dolby main and co-main event in a Curitiba card, something like that, you know, get, get down there and just, just build the energy. I love it. I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's probably going to be Adolfo getting the finish, but I, I feel strongly that's that under two and a half parlayed with the Cody Brundage two and a half. It's minus 176, but uh, those are two pieces that I, I very much like a lot. Uh, let's keep it rolling. You mentioned at the beginning of the show, Wellington Terman. Jared Gooden. This will be right in the heat of battle of, of George Alabama. So I will have my full attention laser focused in on this one. Uh, right now, Wellington Terman is your favorite. Minus 192. Jared Gooden coming back at plus 160. Uh, you know, Terman training with the light light heavyweight champ up there at uh, Teixeira MMA. But it's, you know... Who, who do you want here? You want the guy that's three and three in the UFC or the guy that's one and four? It's a, it's a tough. Both coming off losses. I mean, I would want Terman in general. It seems more likely, but you know, in Jared Gooden's defense, you know that loss that he's coming off of, it's to Carlson Harris. And you might think, why does Carlson that matter? Nice. Well, because you know, you know who else Carlson Harris beat? Impa Kasanganai. That's right. Impa Kasanganai, <laughs> current PFL champion. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, you're losing to the guy who beat the guy. That's just no shame in that loss. So uh, I think Terman's going to win this fight. Um, I think he's not performed as good of a fighter as he is, uh, but I, I wouldn't trust him. <laughs> I would not trust this bet. So It's good to have the night train back in the promotion, man. It's good to have him back. We needed it. Uh, you know who Jared Gooden also lost to? Not only Carlston Harris. Shavkat? Is that right? Uh, Impa Kasangane. Oh, did he? Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. His last okay. two losses are Carlston Harris and Impa Kasangane. I mean, so, I mean, the two guys, PFL champion and the guy who, you know, beat the PFL champion. Man, I know everyone was saying, uh, like, man, he... He got cut from the UFC. Talking about Impa Kasangane, he got cut from the UFC in December of 2021. I mean, this guy was fighting in X MMA five Southern Heat a year ago. Yeah, that's that's what's up. Like, he really came out of the mud. I mean, he was losing split decisions at Eagle FC in the year 2022. Look, X MMA is 
A lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of big names are out there. You know who headlined that XMMA five card? Will Brooks and Luis Pena. That's right. Island Bob Ross. I mean, XMMA is a a good home for former UFC fighters. It's pretty much exclusively what they cater to. Oh yeah, Austin Hubbard, Julian. Look at any Julian. Of their cards. Let me bang Lane. Yeah. Look at any of their cards. It's all. It's all those. Yeah. Yeah. All, hey, here are a bunch of dudes you maybe were on tough or fought five times in the UFC. I mean, look Carl at Williams. Carl Williams actually fought on it before going to the UFC. So shout out. I mean, it's just building prospects. That's what it is. Shout out. Last but not least, Jamie Lynn Horth is taking on Veronica Hardy. And Jamie Lynn, your favorite. Minus 142. Hardy coming back at plus one. Th- 120. Um, yeah, I'm just flying blind here. Uh, the Hardys came in studio for the old MMA hour last week. Great people. Great people. Uh, the confidence that they they were oozing. I mean, the the way that they were talking about this fight, about how Veronica Hardy is just this, this new woman, this new fighter since the layoff. We kind of saw it in the, uh, in the Juliana Miller fight. Does that prove it? Does that stamp it? No. Definitely not. But is there evidence that that, that could be the case? Um, I mean, the, the confidence that they showed while I was sitting there, I was like, yeah, I'll throw a unit on her next week. She fights next week, I'll throw a unit on her. Why not? So, uh, yeah, little vibes bet. What'd you get her at? Plus 130, Veronica Hardy. Kind of, that means we get to end the show in, uh, in a way befitting our oh. Georgia roots. Oh, oh, oh! taking veronica hardy for similar reasons to you honestly uh Ted hardy made a good case man he's like she's gonna beat the champ i'm like plus 130 against Horth. i mean fighters have never and their teams have never said anything before a fight that never. didn't come to fruition i know not one time have i heard a fighter say something that didn't end up happening in the fight it's, it's never happened but yeah i'm on the all for almost the exact same reasons uh you know, when the PFL does their Atlanta stint, obviously Dan Hardy works with PFL. Veronica is there. She just hangs out backstage, like uh, in the media room, because there's nothing else to do and we have food. And got to chat with her a bunch. She's a cool person. I was like, hell yeah, I'll support people I like. Why not? It's cool. Like, support your friends. Not it's that always we're friends, cooler but still, you know. betting on someone like... If you've met them, mm-hmm. uh, if you, if they follow you on Twitter or something like that, like it's just always a little bit cooler uh, when that's the case. So yeah, Veronica Hardy, shout out, um, and that's that. That's UFC Austin. I'm I'm loving that this is a crescendo card. That like it gets better as we yeah. go along. It plays perfectly into our plans for Saturday evening. Plus there's a, there's a good BKFC event this weekend too. Fuck oh, yeah. Mike Perry, Eddie Alvarez. Isn't Mike Perry like a monster favorite? I have no idea, I was like, but talk about a banger. I didn't even look at the odds for that. That's would, a He should be a favorite. Bang. I think he's like minus, I think the last time I saw it was like minus 325. Let me, let me take a look here. Uh, minus 365. Minus 365 for old I, MP. I'm going to punch it in right here. Plus 290, Eddie Alvarez. Let's wow. go. Underground King, Underground I mean, plus King. We're shooting from the hip fully this week. Plus two ninety. That not? is that is for the uh, scrappy dude. That's for the violence belt. Uh, 
That's that is for the the violence belt that was created on the program, the MMA Hour. I mean, just- um, shout out to David Feldman uh, for doing that. Um, so yeah, it, it should be a violent violent affair. I I can guarantee you it's going to be that. I don't make see, a lot see, of promises on this this show or in general. I promise you that one. See, I was in Old Manchester, uh, where Mike Perry served as the backup fighter. Met him, nice guy, genuinely nice guy. Could never bet against him now. Mm, it's a shame. Well, then uh, I'll be the lone man backing backing Eddie Alvarez. It'll be lovely. All right. Well, that's that. UFC Austin, BKFC. He's on the Underground King, uh, and hopefully, it's a great night of fights. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be. I'm really looking forward to it. Saturday. I'm not gonna lie to you. There's only one way. It's a wonderful Saturday. I think that's gonna be the way, though. And that's that's if a hand is being raised, and that hand is holding an SEC championship trophy. The dogs in action. Four o'clock. If you're not a college football fan, but you want to just ride with us, it's gonna be a tremendous game. Saturday is gonna be a tremendous game day. Championship Saturday. Great UFC card in front of a crowd. I mean, it just easy. We're, we're, we're Michigan, in that, Iowa. We're, Come on, we all know we're ready for Michigan, fuck. Iowa. Michigan is minus three thousand. Give me a break. <laughs> I might just bet Iowa out of principle. <laughs> one of uh, one of my best friends went to Iowa, and for the last like five years, I've gotten to join along on the on the ride. I've adopted them as my second team. It's always and forever the dogs, but you know we never play each other. The Iowa football experience is just a joy to be a part of. Uh, the team total, their first half team total, three, uh, zero point five, and it's oh. plus and it's plus one hundred. Yeah, that uh, totally makes sense. They're literally Unless it's saying, a pick six, they're not scoring. I was going to say they're literally saying that there's no way I was going to score. I was not going to cross half field. <laughs> I wonder what their team total for the whole game is. I mean, yeah, their their offense is just honestly it probably is like three and a half is the total over under for it. It is dreadful. Uh all right. Man, I'm looking at another book now. Mike Perry only minus two eighty five on this book. Maybe I'll throw him a little Barlaisky poo or something uh, to support Platinum. Either way, enjoy the fights on Saturday. Enjoy the football if you partake. Uh next week we are back with just uh, you know, we're, we're honest on this program. It's a stinker, folks, and it's a 10 p.m. main card start. I am. It's the toughest kind of stinker. I mean, you're going to put a fucking stinker and you're going to start it at 10 p.m. Like, give me a break. Like, it'd be way cooler if it was in Shanghai and it was at 4 a.m. Yeah, remember when I would like it more if it was in Shanghai and it was at 4 a.m. Plus, it's 4 a.m. Saturday morning. I mean, fuck no. I'm napping by 10 and I already got all my bets done and fights in. Um, Either way. We'll be here to break it down because we're here to break down every single card the UFC puts on. But the week after that, UFC 296 stacked to the gills. Every single fight on the main card. Oh, a high. Every fight on the main card is a banger. Cannot wait for that card. Cannot wait for that card. So we'll we'll save our energy next week we'll, it'll be it'll be easy maybe 30 minutes in and out but then 296 it's gonna be a blowout cannot wait for that card see you next week go dogs go dogs love y'all Media Podcast Network. 
Support for this podcast and the following message is brought to you by E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, our tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Plus, you'll get access to a wide range of support to help you plan for the long term. Learn more at etrade.com slash vox. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. E-Trade is a business of Morgan Stanley. 